my next guest is a cyclist, Butlam Puaya, and I was going through his Instagram and I found a picture that he posted on April the 15th and it, it, it made my stomach clench and my eyes tear up a little. Uh, his bike is lying on the gravel on the side of the road. The front wheel is mangled. Uh, the inner tube of the front wheel is, is lying in the completely the wrong place. The chain is off. There's a helmet sort of balancing on the, the handlebars are scraped. And uh, it, it, I think it must have hurt a little bit. Mputla, when, was that your bicycle? Yeah, um, it did hurt quite, quite, quite a bit. Hey, John? <laughs> oh, what, where, where were you riding and what happened? <laughs> hey, first of all, good evening and thank you very much <laughs> right. for uh, welcoming me with such a beautiful Tito Paris song, eh? Yeah. That was lekker. <laughs> yeah, lekker, man. Um, I was cycling in my hood um, mm. because that's where I always cycle, that's where I live, and um, I'm probably one of the very few cyclists in my hood, you know, in Soshanguve. Mm. Um, so, um, just going around and I think it was when it was uh, the uh, the holidays, uh, the um, uh, what do they call them? These, these holidays that come in April. Easter. Um, yeah, the Easter's. Yes, I think it was uh, it was the Easter Friday or something. And when mm -hmm. I decided to just have a you know a little ride around the hood and you know um, just do what normally we would call a, a coffee ride, you know. Right. Um, yeah, and um, you know I just. I just rode my bike and somewhere along uh, the road within the suburbs, um, somebody just came behind me and knocked me over. Mm. And unfortunately, that was, uh, you know, I thought that was the end of, of my life, but it, mm. it was the uh, temporary end of my bicycle, fortunately. <laughs> and for me, I live to tell the tale. Okay, we're glad that you're safe. What happened to the bike? Did, did, you, did, you, did you manage to keep parts for it? <laughs> Fortunately, uh, well, if you are quite maybe an avid cyclist like myself, you would have your self-insurance um, for the bike, you know, especially uh. Uh, about how much the bike costs, you know, I mean, I, I won't put it out there, so no disclaimers <laughs> in, in whatsoever because, <laughs> you know, it costs me quite much, but you have to have insurance so that, um, you know, whenever... God forbid anything happens, then, mm. you know, you can get uh, assistance quite quickly. So, yeah, I got insurance, but I had to be off the bike for about eight weeks or so. Um, I also had to uh, get medical attention. Sure. And, but, yeah, after eight weeks, I was feeling good to get back on it, and as well I did. Excellent. All right, now let's go back a little bit. You're a radio announcer. Uh, you, you're relatively famous in the in the radio industry in Putlam Empire. Uh, <laughs> no, you, you're, you're making me famous right now, so thank you very much. <laughs> people kind of know who you are. Uh, but why, and I think you might have worked, I used to work with Tabisa Tema, Titi. And yes, many, yeah. many, many, many years ago, before I, even I was riding a bike, he had started a club called Blacks on Bikes, and he was he was one of the a, yes. a keen cyclists as well. Is he still riding? Yes. Well, uh, the few conversations I've had with him about cycling, he's always told me that he's looking for a bike. So I've been pushing him also, you know, <laughs> <laughs> just trying to get him back into the thing. Hey. <laughs> yeah, he was a trendsetter at the time. How did yes. how did cycling start for you? As you say, not many people in your hood ride bicycles. So, well, uh, recreationally, <laughs> I guess maybe is important. Yeah, to say. yeah, recreationally, and also maybe um, some people. Um, 
you know, go to work and stuff mm. like that. So they, they only commute. But uh, for me, it started when, uh, first of all, I, I'm a certified uh, tennis coach, uh, play and stay tennis coach, right? Mm -hmm. So after I, I got certified and I started a, a tennis club, um, uh, you know, and I was developing young kids, um, I was living just ab about five kilometers from, you know, the tennis courts in my township and then I decided one day to just uh, buy a bicycle maybe uh, instead of taking the taxi mm. you know or even walking so um, got into a into one of these uh, a chain supermarkets and I saw a special of a bike <laughs> and it was 600 days it was just Oof. a normal you know mountain bike and yeah. <laughs> I bought that bike and um, I started using it and but I had a very unfortunate incident in the tennis court where I fell and I fractured uh, my, my leg, right? Um, yes. Yeah, so the doctor um, actually said to me when, when I was, you know, recovering and all of that, uh, said, you know what, you cannot go back completely uh, into tennis, but you can try other sports, you can do swimming so that your leg can be okay, and you can also try cycling. And I said, well, I'm already on the bike, so already that's what I'm doing. And he sure. said, no, that's what you should do then. You know, go at it and do more swimming and cycling. So I started then cycling a lot more after my recovery with the leg and everything. And I continued, you know, coaching tennis to, to, to kids and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But this cycling bug, man, it, it was different, eh? Um, because that bike that I bought on special for 600 was stolen. Oh, and no. <laughs> the next thing, in about a month, I saw a competition in another supermarket uh, where they said you can win one of 50 bikes. And guess yeah. what? Nice. I entered the competition and then I won a bike. <laughs> yeah. And I started and I, I just saw that as, as something that, you know, mm. to me was mind boggling, but was beautiful, you know, and I thought maybe um, I should consider, you know, cycling really um, as an, an avid cyclist and not just mm. someone who commutes or, you know, who goes to the tennis court and back. And uh, yeah, that's when I started taking it seriously. And from there, I just bought uh, my next mountain, two mountain bikes. And then I got bored a little bit with the mountain biking. And then I thought, hey, let me get into road biking, you know. And, um, yeah, that, that's the little history that I can give you with me in cycling. I, I love your story about how many bikes you have. There's that old joke about how many bikes is too many. It's how many you have, <laughs> it's how many you have plus one. Yes. <laughs> it's that, the one that you have plus the one that you, that the you one think that you, still you want to buy. have. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah. uh, th there's always a step up now. If you were riding to work and back, you know, 5Ks here, 5Ks there, there's that next step where suddenly you realize if you want to do the big bike rides, you want to do the cycle tour or, or ride Joburg, it's 100 kilometers. Yeah. How, how did you make that transition? Well, uh, being an avid cyclist, right? Um, I mean, listen, uh, disclaimer here, when you get on a bike, everybody's mm -hmm. a cyclist, all right? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> there's, just a, yeah, there's just degrees of comparisons of whether you're an avid cyclist or whether you are a pro, you know, elite cyclist, you know, the, the guys that ride the, you know, the, the, the big events internationally and stuff like that. Those are mm -hmm. elites. Uh, and the pros in, in, in the country and, you know, uh, everybody else who's a commuter or who's an avid cyclist like myself. Um, I mean, transitioning from a mountain bike to 
a road bike. Uh, for me, that was, a, you know, a beauty because I loved the simplicity of a road bike uh, to the fact that after you come back from a ride, you don't have to wash anything, <laughs> especially yourself, <laughs> probably from mud and all of that or dust <laughs> or anything of that. Mm. So I thought, hey, I'm a clean guy. Let me just do this road biking thing, you know, and I, I, I bought my first road bike and I started... Um, you know, getting a lot of um, friend requests and people wanting to ride with me. And I also engage other people to ride with different clubs, uh, different individuals around my township, <clears throat> in the city or anywhere else in, in, in uh, the province, you know. Mm. So I started riding with people from clubs like um, um, uh, the Soshanguva Cycling Club, um, you know, guys from Johannesburg, you know, there were just a lot of people. The camaraderie in cycling is just so amazing. Mm. So I started riding with different people. And from there, they just, each and every person, when I asked or, you know, when I listened to, you know, advice and all of that, I just decided to take it all in because, you know, I'm a learner and I, I love learning and I love, um, you know, discovering new things, especially when you're cycling outside. There's loads to learn every day. Sure. Uh, yeah. Now, you you advocate for road safety. Obviously, you're involved in this big crash. Uh, yeah. The city of Joburg, uh, I know the city of Cape Town is doing extremely well with cycling lanes. The city of Joburg, yes. you, it, it's almost laughable what they're doing. Uh, what what <laughs> yeah. message do you have for somebody, especially, and I want to bring women in here as well. It's, it's yes. difficult for you, I'm sure, just for you to mm. go ride by yourself around the streets of Joburg. How do you mm. suggest one gets into the sport then with these challenges? Well, first of all, um, I, I, let me just say also that, you know, there's there's no cyclist that gets out of their house to go ride a bike and be a nuisance to drivers. That's yes. number one. And there's also equally no driver who gets out uh, to drive their car and be a nuisance to all other drivers and, and cyclists or anybody using the road because we are all eligible to use the road, right? right. But especially when it comes to women, I think the biggest and best thing is to ride at specific um, venues and also ride in groups you know mm. uh, most of the times when I ride um, especially in my hood I ride solo or with another person but when I ride in cities that I'm not familiar with I always ride with people um, you know with a group of about 10 people and all of that I think uh, you know cyclists are more respectable <laughs> when they ride in a group you know uh, because you can ride single file at some points where there, there is quite a wider road, you can ride, you know, uh, double. But mm -hmm. it's more important for women to always ride uh, with a partner, you know, or a couple of people, uh, just so to put in the safety element uh, on the road. Because, um, you know, drivers on the road, uh, many drivers in South Africa are really great drivers. They know uh, the rules of the road that when you see a cyclist, you must reduce your speed, give them a bit of, uh, you know, space, some 1.5 meters or so, and you're only passing for like three to five seconds, you know. Yeah. Uh, but some, unfortunately, you know, it's uh, those other kind of drivers. <laughs> but well, safety see, is important. Yeah, I, would, I mean, I was a, a, what do you call yourself? Avid cyclist. I was an avid cyclist for a while. And my yeah. thing was that... It, when 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 we did ride two abreast, you know, the cyclist or, or a car ride, a car driver would would come up behind us and and shout or hoot or whatever. But there was plenty mm. space to overtake us. There was always space; otherwise, we wouldn't have done it. 
And mm. people are very quick to have a go at cyclists that go through a red robot. But it's not yeah. me that went through the red robot. You don't have to drive yeah. me over and get angry with me. It was that idiot that did it. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It, you know, there's, uh, there's all, all sorts of challenges when it comes to, you know, uh, cycling and, um, uh, you know, how we treat each other on the road because what you're saying is actually an example I was giving to a friend of mine that mm. you know these guys that 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 um, that do uh, recycling yeah. they they yeah, yeah. have these big bins right on the road they have them all everywhere and I, I see them all the time because sometimes I, I I ride from my home to to work during the week in Midrand and I see them all the time and this big bag is like three meters wide on the road and you'll yeah. never Take see a yeah, you, you'll never hear a driver hooting, you'll never hear anyone screaming at those guys, but a cyclist is half that bag, or even less than half that bag, right? And you'd have all sorts of lights, all sorts of bright clothes, and your helmet is on, and you're safe, and you're riding right on the left, you know, on the extreme mm. left, and drivers would, you know, would have a fit with you. And I don't know what, what is up with that, but I love drivers who actually give, you know, us a bit of road, and they are careful around us. Sometimes even uh, they escort you, you know, when, mm. you're, <laughs> when you're up on that hill, and <laughs> you're going at 15 or 10, you know, and they escort you, and they are behind you i love all those drivers and i i really do appreciate yeah. every driver who drives safe uh you know among cyclists yeah i can i can hear the drivers in my head and putla saying yeah if the cyclists follow the rules of the road then we will follow the rules of the road as well <laughs> they, we, we can't admit that there there aren't well we have to admit that there there are some naughty cyclists that go through red yeah. robots and, yes. and that do most, break the rules and things but, most definitely but they, they do are, realize they but you yeah. must realize that car versus cyclist, a cyclist is much more squishy and probably will get hurt. Exactly. exactly. That's why I always say, I always mention, um, you know, in some of my, uh, my engagements with, with people that, you know, you should always consider that um, there's, there's road users and then there's vulnerable road users, right? right. And, and anyone on the road, because we're all eligible to use the road, anyone who's on the road who has heavier machinery than the other person should be more responsible. So hmm. trucks, for instance, have to be more responsible, um, you know, driving on the road um, because there's, you know, a, 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 some cars uh, that are smaller than trucks. You know, I mean, you, you can see the carnage that's happening on our roads with people being killed by trucks, you know, almost every week now, you know. So that's, that's, that's the distinguishment that people have to understand that the person who's got the bigger machinery on the road has to be a lot more responsible for everybody else who's got smaller machinery. So even I as a cyclist, I, I have mm. to think for a uh, pedestrian, right? Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Very clever. So a, a bus should look out for a car. Yeah, I like that idea. Ex exactly. Good. Exactly. Uh, yeah. So we we got four minutes to the news, Mputla, But uh, part of right. what we do, part of what we do on this show as well, is 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 highlight how people use sport for good. Do you mm. do you get involved in in raising funds, doing long distance rides or something? Oh yes, uh, I ride for and with a purpose all the time. Um, mm -hmm. I ride to raise funds, to raise awareness. And uh, at this year's Ride Joburg, uh, I'm riding with Seeds of Africa. 
Um, it's a it's an entrepreneurial organization, non-profit organization. Um, you know that uh, really works hard to to advance uh, entrepreneurs in 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 disadvantaged townships. So this year I'm riding with them um, as they are sponsored by NJR Steel, and at this year's Ride Joburg, um I'll be there with uh, 70 other cyclists who are riding, you know, with, uh, who will be riding with us for Seeds of Africa. But all the time, if you check out my uh, Instagram page, um, I have a specific cycling page, but also on my personal page, I do have some cycling. Uh, check a cyclist, uh, check underscore a underscore cyclist. That's where you can get all the information about what I do, um, riding for a purpose and uh, to create awareness basically for cycling safety. Excellent. And I'm having a look at your Strava times. You're looking good for, for what is it? You could push a sub four if you tried. <laughs> I did a sub four last year at, uh, at Rajovic. There we go. So now you have to yeah. do a sub four. It's the rule. Yeah. No, no, no. no. It, it, it has to be a sub 330 this year or something. <laughs> <laughs> Brave. Uh, Mputla Mpaya, thank you very much for joining us. Congratulations on all that you're doing. Uh, just give us those details again. How do people find out about how you're raising money? Um, uh, on all social media pages, your Facebook, your Instagram, mm -hmm. and Twitter, it's check underscore a underscore cyclist. Check underscore a underscore cyclist. I'm going to type that in now and have a look. Good chatting to you. Yes, Thanks sir. very much for joining us. Thank you very much, John. It's been a pleasure, and uh, you must get back on the bike, bro. <laughs> yeah, you see, it's, I, I need to get fit to get back on the bike. It's a ridiculous thing. No, I, I'll get you fed on the bike. Don't worry. We'll, <laughs> we'll ride together sometime. <laughs> uh, it's a deal. Thank you very much. Avid cyclist, you want to find out more? Uh, one of his Instagrams, he's got a couple. One of his Instagram is check underscore uh, underscore cyclist. NPO Cycling for Causes, campaigning for cycling safety education, podcasting about the cycling community. Check a cyclist.co.za is his website.